Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Welcome back to another episode of The Wellness Collective. We're doing something a little bit different today. Mm. I decided, we decided. Yes. All I did. And then I had to convince you Mm. that we do a lot of interviews of me. You ask me questions and I thought maybe we actually should ask you some questions about who you are, what you do, but also I I wanted to title the episode How to Find Your Voice because maybe you should actually introduce what your background is and how you've gotten here. Mm, okay. Go on then. Oh, I feel like I'm under, under oh, you the should pump look at her face. She's got this like smirk like, whoa. <laughs> okay, so um, the reason that you're saying that is because I, uh, in my other life, I work as a voiceover artist and I have worked in radio for a long time. But I, um, the voiceover stuff, I just love. I love doing and I love the radio stuff too, but it was always about doing things with my voice and coming up with ideas and characters and everything was all driven from, you know, using what I could do with my voice, changing the pitch and all that kind of stuff. And so I've done a lot of training over the years to try and work out, you know, what I can do to better that, I suppose, and I found things along the way. But it is very interesting, the whole idea of finding your voice, because I think um, for a lot of us, we don't really know what that is. No. We don't know how to have a voice in a situation. Absolutely. So you said you've done training and how long have you been doing this for? Like are you prior you said you've done radio and you currently do a lot of voiceovers. Cecilia is a lot of the time on the radio or the television. I'm like, mm. that's Cecilia. <laughs> and it, and she sounds different every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I started doing it in 2001 pretty mm-hmm. much. Um but I, uh, I lived in London for a little while before that and I did some hospital radio in London. Hos- what's hospital oh, radio? So brilliant. Big, what do you mean? Big shout out to anybody who's doing their hospital radio rounds today. Probably what's that? Very few. So <laughs> in Australia, we have like a community radio arrangement, which is a really, really good training ground for people and people who are passionate about radio. They can go and have a show, a weekly show that they prepare. And there's not much... Um, sort of guidance by the station. They're quite happy for you to go and, you know, take hold of it. But in England, they have hospital radio, which the hospitals actually have a radio station that is played to the patients. Oh, wow. So when I lived in London, I got involved with this hospital radio station at uh, St Mary's in Paddington, which I think is actually where the princess... I'm I'm caught up. My headphones are caught around my foot and I'm about to (laughs) fall off her chair. (laughs) And all the excitement. Sorry, yes, about... um, Princess Kate. Oh, where she had a baby. Yeah. Her babies. Mind you, when we were there, I said to my boyfriend at the time, if anything goes wrong, I really don't want to come to this hospital because <laughs> it was... Well, why was she birthing there? Oh, it's got a fancy part. Oh, But I wasn't yeah, in right. the fancy part. So what you had to do, though, is go, you got allocated a ward and you went with your clipboard to the ward and spoke to everybody in the ward. I think I had the kidney ward mostly, so the people <laughs> on dialysis. Renal failure. Yes. Excellent. Which, okay. um... But it was quite confronting, actually. Yeah. But I kind of felt like, okay, so this is this is the part I have to do to do the bit that I really want to yeah, which do. Which is the radio part. Which is the radio yes. part, yeah. Okay. And so you'd go around and you'd have a chat with Doris in the bed and Bob Doris. and, you know, ask them for what they'd like to hear and you'd play requests. 
Aww. So then you'd go down back They're into like the love station. Songs and dedication. Sort of. It's like bedpans and <laughs> totally. But it was the best, the best, best experience because, um, and I guess I had a novelty voice because I was Australian, Mm. you know, in this London hospital. How long did you do that for? Oh, about six months. Yeah, right. And then when I came back to Australia, I did all the voiceovers for the station. So it'd be like, you know, 12 to 1 with uh, Barry Brown (laughs) on PHR, Paddington (laughs) Hospital Radio. (laughs) So that was one of my big starts. That's good. But I think so... um, so I've done some training with a, a voice coach for many years and I got to go to New York in 2009 and go to a voice teacher's conference, which, um, you know, you have those situations in your life where you go and do something and then you think, I had no idea what oh, I was yes. actually walking into. Yes. And this is absolutely amazing Isn't and changing my life. when that happens though? You're like, I wish I was a little bit more. <laughs> but also you sometimes that happens afterwards too. Like you get mm. home and then you're like, man, I wish I appreciated that a little bit more when I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I really didn't know. So why was it so great? Well, because there was people from all around the world there, a lot of American and a lot of British, but some of the best, most respected vocal teachers in the whole world. And they and they brought different kind of aspects of um, you know work that they'd worked on. Some of them had, were like Shakespearean, worked mm-hmm. with Shakespearean actors a lot. And so to do Shakespeare, you need to have a a voice that can carry throughout a theatre mm-hmm. and to be able to sustain the text throughout. Mm. You know the hours of performing it, which can be really difficult, yeah, and right. you have to learn to use your body accordingly. Yes. Um, and then there were, you know, other ones that had different, but it was all about the way your body and your voice connect, which I'd never yes. really thought about before. Yeah. And so, and what can you talk to that a little bit? Like, mm. yeah, I think I, I, I had to do this in singing when I was younger and it, once I got that, I was and it's hard when you're young cause you don't really know. No. It's not until you actually find that, but please explain. So when you use your voice, it, it's one of those things that I, I love talking about, and sometimes if I'm teaching people about this too, um, we talk about the idea that when you want to walk somewhere, you just get up and you walk, right? Mm-hmm. Or you breathe and that just happens. That's You don't think about that. And the same with speaking mm-hmm. most of the time. For, for the vast majority of us, we have an idea, we open our mouth, we speak. That's it. We mm-hmm. don't think about it beyond mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But when you start to think about what's actually going on in your body, well, your lungs have to be full of air to be able to, you know, make your vocal cords vibrate and then you need to have the resonance in your head and your chest to make those, you know, like you get into the physics of it. Mm. You need to be standing so that your posture is in a position. Mind you, we're sitting down right now. But, you know, like... <laughs> well, we sound really good. Oh, totes. So good. But um, so there's all these elements of what's mm. going on in our bodies and if something's wrong with our body, if if we're unwell or if we have an injury or something like that, it can affect everything and your voice is exactly the same. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. I remember when I was... Um, I did singing and did voice throughout um, high school and VCE. I did it as my music um, yeah. instrument. Do we have karaoke? Oh, my goodness, no. <laughs> anyway, but the technique was very much the with the breath and I, I used to have to imagine it coming out of my feet and grabbing it back in my mouth again. Mm. Um, and it's kind of meditative. If you, yeah. My teacher used to make me sit there for at least five minutes before and at the end of every um, lesson... Mm. And practice that, um, which was really interesting. But even now, I know I'm I, I'm not I've haven't sung for a long time. And you kind of it's one of those things. If you don't exercise it, you yeah, lose you that lose it. that ability to um, have that strength in your voice. But I always maintain that 
people say all the time, oh, it's a real shame. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm a speaker. I still have to be able to speak yeah. properly. I have to be able, I've got a very loud voice if I need it to be. I don't need a mic in many situations. <laughs> um, you know, projection and how you pronounce things. And so anyway, very interesting. I kind of get it, but kind of don't. I bring everything back to music, but it's not really what I do anymore. Well, I think too, the, I love this idea that it's about breath, right? Because mm. if you think that we're sort of like a saxophone, I think mm-hmm. saxophone or a clarinet, where you've got the reed mm-hmm. and you've got the body. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't work unless you've got the air. Yeah, so you right. need to blow the air through it. And we're sort of the same. So if you're not blowing the air properly, then then your voice can be kind of not as strong or as good as it can be. And I always think you want it. You want to have full use of it. Yes. So in any situation, and that's like even just in speaking. Um, you know, to your friends and everything. I think it's so interesting. I went out a few weeks ago to a birthday party and we walked into this bar and my husband just looked at me and he goes, it's really loud in here. And I was like, I know. And all of a sudden I was shouting. Yeah, that's the worst. You know, to get over it. And then I thought, all these, there's like 150 people in here yeah. all shouting at each other. Yeah, if you all just took it down, uh, yeah, a couple of decibels would be fine. No one's using their voice properly mm. and there's going to be injuries galore just from a night out. <laughs> To your voice. But that mm. happens. Sometimes you come home from a night out yeah. and you've got no voice. Mm. I know after coaching the basketball team, I have no voice. Oh, yeah, that's because you're If you've ever been bossing. in the acoustics in MSAC, yeah. oh, my goodness me, mm. not good. Mm. Not good at all. You've got to scream and they can't hear you. Um, so I think that's particularly important, I think, for all of us. You know, we might have people listening going, oh, what's it got to do with me? I have a desk job. Yeah. But I still think that you've got to make it count. And when you actually can articulate things and and use your body properly, yes, it's got to be in a way, it's just an awareness, it's isn't freeing, it? It's freeing, yeah. Um, I think too, the world that we live in, you know, with social media and everything, you, you're presenting an image, whether you have a desk job, whether you work in a shop, whether you have Always. a job where you're speaking. It's true. Well, if you're working in a shop, you're speaking with people all mm-hmm. day, every day. And we make assessments of each other the minute we open our mouths. Mm. So you start speaking to someone and they are making an, like a bunch of assumptions about you immediately. Mm. So I think you want to be in control of that stuff or aware of that stuff completely. <laughs> totally. You don't want to open your mouth and go, yes, go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question then. Yeah. Do you like the sound of your voice when you hear it back? Oh, do you know what? It's taken me years to get used to that. And even this, like I edit our podcasts at home, I bring them home, and I sit there and sometimes I just grimace. I laugh at you because you make some funny noises back on the edit. (laughs) But me, I'm like, "Uh," and if I'm driving along and I come on the radio uh, on one of the ads, I pull, like, I... I grin, I grimace at myself and I'm like, grip my teeth. Isn't it funny? It sounds so good. It's taken me a long time to get used to my voice, but I don't know anyone that hasn't heard their voice back and Mm. gone, oh, sound horrible. Yes. And you don't. No. You know, I I mean, you would probably get feedback on your voice all the time that it's it's nice to listen to. Mm. Um, People say that about me and I laugh. I'm like, I really don't. I really don't vibe that, but thanks. I'll take it on board and I'll just trust that you're being honest. But then when it comes down to it, what I love about all this is it's all physical. It's like accents. Like if you want to learn how to do an accent, well, it's just a physical placement of the way your tongue is and where you're producing the sounds within your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a recipe. If you know the elements of the recipe, you can do that. But it feels like it's so hard to kind of put your finger on how that happens. And it's the same, I think, listening back to yourself. Mm. You're hearing yourself through 
your own head through the your ears are picking up the sounds that are coming through your yes. body not necessarily what is being projected you know from another person mm. so it's a different sound to what other people hear yeah absolutely that is very fascinating So here's the other thing about speaking. Like, as a speaker, mm. I have, I don't know how, no one taught me to do this, but I don't know whether often, I guess, um, you're reading off a script. So that's one way of using your brain. And yes. I'm not good at that. I'm really not good at reading off a script. You're amazing. You just pick it up and read it. And yeah, I'm but like, that's, I can't do it ad-libbing. That's the problem. So I'm I can used to having the words. <laughs> so I am able to know what I'm going to say before I say it. Yes. Is this something that you need to practice as well? Like I will think it's, I don't know, It's. A, I guess it's a learnt thing, but I can kind of see what I'm going to say, mm. you know, maybe. You're writing the words ten before, words you say before I say it. In your head. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I can do that. Yeah, right. Um, I've never been able to remember lines though. I'm, I'm so t- I take I'm my hat off with lines. to actors. But once I know the lines, like, that's fine. But, yeah. like, I did little theatre in high school mm. and I learned all lines, no problem. That's because you were a teenager as well. Probably. You didn't have a head full of junk like you this do is, now. Oh, I've got a whole lot of junk in there now. <laughs> but, you know, when I've had to do scripts recently, I'm like, mm. oh, stuff that. Can we just record, like, four lines at a time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I'm very, um, just let me just talk. Yeah, I'm not good with scripts. No, you're good with talk, though. I'm good with talk. That's good. Hey, um, I, I, I do want to say, too, with this whole idea that your voice is a physical thing, if you have concerns about the way you speak or you're shy or, you know, you speak in a small voice, there are really basic things that you can do, oh, you know. Tell us. Um, well, a lot of it is about breathing. So, mm-hmm. you know, you need to end your posture. So have start with those two things. Like, are your knees locked when you're standing up, when you're speaking? Because if they are, then that can throw your body. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That can change the way yes. your back is I really aligned and the way your head like is aligned. lock my knees and then unlock my knees yeah, and Yeah, well, you could do that and see what the difference is. Okay. Yeah, Keep talking. Um, and the other one is, of course, your breathing. So, you know, are you gasping? Because if you're gasping for air all the time and if you're breathing these shallow breaths at the top of your lungs, then you don't have enough air to create the voice that you need to make the words. But um, I'm just finding that if I lock my legs, mm, like I am right now, mm. <laughs> they're just sore from training yesterday. Oh. <laughs> no, but I am locking them and it's very tense. Like it's you tense. feel really like yeah. I want to lock my shoulders in as well when I'm doing that. Yeah. Whereas if I undo them all, yeah. then you're loose. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm that go. person that always wants to lean on something anyway. Like. Yeah, but it's also about the what happens with the way your head is then moved on your neck. Because if you're standing with your knees locked, then it will throw your posture out. And your so you'll sound different. To, yeah, so you, you can't. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, Amazing. Um, That's a good tip, actually. I guess if you are shy, mm. it's no one's going to know that you're trying that on. No. It's, not, it's, it's different, you know, if you're shy and you, you're saying use a bolder voice, that's going to be confronting. But yeah. just looking at your posture, Look at your no posture. one's going to even know. Concentrate on what your knees are doing. Yes. Um, I uh, actually got a broken nose back in 2004. No, I had a funny. car accident. I know, that's not funny, but I'm just thinking of voiceovers <laughs> with a, so we're here today. Well, that's right. <laughs> and you know this whole idea, which I'm sure you've come across in the clinic like a billion times, that if there is damage to your body, your body will use everything in its power to protect that damage. And that means that everything else then has to compensate and overcompensate mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. So it changes the way your body is working and sometimes not for the better while you either get out of the habit of, of you know, protecting that part, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, 
or you just carry on like that forever. So when I broke my nose, that's exactly the situation I had, that that there was swelling and there was, you know, the, the recovery process. And so I wasn't speaking the way I had previously, which of course was a bit of a problem that I had to overcome. And I um, worked for a long time with um, my voice coach, Anna. Hi, Anna. Um, Hi, Anna. And she was really good at, at trying to, to train that out of me that wow. I could then, you know, use the rest of my body to... Kind of, so you know, let go. So, do you go. also think that you never, you didn't sound the same? You don't sound the same as you used to? No, I probably do now. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it was just those initial like, months, and yeah, I think right. you know, if you're dealing with, well, it's sore, and if you've ever broken your nose, it's like you bang it on every single thing. You brush your hair, and you, oh. you, you bang it. You put your top on, and yes. you bang it, and it's it's really it's not good. fun. I really, I don't know how people yeah. have nose jobs. What are some of the things that you do, like especially even with nerves and, you know, having mm. – I mean, you probably don't get nervous when you have to do a voice over anymore. Was there ever a time where you would feel nervous even doing a voiceover? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, right. Yes, for sure. So you are human. Yeah, but see, I w- could never sing. Like you were saying you used to do singing at school. I was petrified because mm. singing and your voice is so much um, – part of who you are. But I don't think singing or talking so, is actually, I mean, no, it's, as, it's, a, as a voiceover artist, I think it's equal, it's, it's an equal skill, like what well, you're doing. Well, I've always found singing to be more confronting though. And I think it's because your voice is so caught up in who you are, like your sense of self is so mm-hmm. tightly related to your voice, which is why you get these bunches of girls particularly that will end up speaking the same because they want to all yes. just be part of this group and right. so they adapt their vocal styles to just sound like they're part of mm, the gang. I remember wanting to sound like a few people that were older than me but at school, mm. definitely. Well, now the, the latest one is like vocal fry. What's that? You know, remember how Bob Hawke used to speak? <laughs> yes. But now it's a young girl thing so it's like, yes, yeah, so oh, I'm yeah. going to go out on the weekend. weekend. Oh my gosh! Well, it, that's actually really—that's very interesting. I think um, I look at even rappers. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, I remember my parents when I was younger. They'd be like, "Oh, that's not—that's not talent." <laughs> but they actually are pretty clever. The way totally. that they string all that together and the mm. speed of their voice mm. and being measured. We probably should talk a little bit about that as well because I think that this is very beneficial for anyone who, well, anyone who wants to actually open their mouth. I think we should be aware of how we present ourselves all the time. Like mm. you said, we're constantly marketing ourselves. Well, we are these days. Yes, we I mean, really there's are. very few of us that can kind of hide behind no, anything. Absolutely. But then also, you know, like I said, um, how, how you do that, how measured are you? Think about what's coming out of your mouth. Mm. I think it's excellent for anyone that's in a, a speaking role, or we've got people that listen to us that obviously yep. do what we do. Like they want it, they want a podcast, or they want to mm. speak, or they want to, I don't know, get on Instagram and speak thing, on Insta stories. <laughs> the thing about using your voice, though, is um, it's not like singing from the point of view that I don't think you necessarily need to have training unless you want to learn specific things with someone or you're the kind of person that you, you know, if you're doing one-on-one, you get more out of it. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a bit like that, I think. But you have to be really self-aware and you have to be really self-critical to the point where you're like, I can do better with this, mm-hmm. um, like pronunciation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you listen back to yourself and you're saying Australia, 
I'm going straight down to the pub. But don't you think that's something you that can correct and identify that? Absolutely. Stuff. So do you think that's a good thing for people to do that want to? Yes. Is record yourself and listen. Start to yourself recording back. yourself and listen to yourself back mm. and be critical. Say, wow, I didn't say the G when I said we were going. We were going down to the. This is a real Australian thing, isn't yes, it? It's so Australian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're in America, you'd be like, what? Yeah. Um, but I think that's the thing. Like your first point of call is is have and have a listen. Be aware of the people around you. Listen to the voices that you like, the rhythms that you like. Mm. Rhythm is a huge thing with vocals, especially especially with voiceovers. There's a real rhythm to voiceovers generally. But in just speech sounds, there's this rhythm that we speak in and we can recognise instantly. So there's all this other stuff going on with speech, which I find fascinating because there's this nerdy part of me that thinks it's really interesting. Well, that's very good though. I think yeah. it's excellent. So I think, you know, again also being heard, speaking, yeah. being able to articulate in a way that people are engaged mm-hmm. and listen, mm-hmm. um, I think it all ties back into your health and well-being at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. A, a being heard <laughs> helps you to feel healthy and respected and loved. Uh-huh. And and if you find that you're shy or you hate the sound of your voice or you don't have a, a rhythm or whatever, these are some little things that you can start yep. to implement. But I do think you're right. The be- the first thing you should do is listen to yourself. Absolutely. And if you've got a smartphone, you've got everything yes. you need right there. Get your voice memos out. And even if you just go, oh, well, what am I going to start with? Grab, grab the newspaper or a magazine. Mm-hmm. Press record, read out a, a, a paragraph to yourself and have a listen back and see what you can identify. Because, I mean, also that helps with your confidence too, whether yes. it's, you know, asking for a pay rise yeah. or just communicating with somebody. Mm. I think it's, very, it's, it's so important that you get to articulate that. And the other thing that you definitely, I think, awareness, you said before, do you get nervous? Breathing. This mm. whole idea of even like five really deep like yoga style breaths where you breathe right down into the bottom of your stomach and hold it and then so you breathe in through your nose, hold, and then breathe out through your mouth slowly. It's that calming thing. What when you're giving birth, when you're nervous, when you're meditating, pretty much anything it's to taking do. Taking you with, out of fight or flight. It is switching you into just, yeah. yeah. And I Good. think um, if you keep that in mind, then you're halfway there. Love it. Hmm. Well, I've liked, I've loved actually talking to you today about all of this. How about that? I know, it's so never good. been interviewed before. Well, I think Woo. you've got some re- really great things to say and I think it's really great how we tie this back into um, our, just our general health and wellbeing. I, I think, think it's, it's very important. I, I, think, I think it, it really goes unnoticed. Is. I don't think unless no. you are either aware or in your line of work, mm. I think it's could be a little bit of a superpower. And there's also one other element to it. I remember meeting a girl years ago that I did acting classes with and she had a voice that was, it's hard to describe, but it was very um, constricted, very tight. And I think what was going on was there was so much else happening in her life with friends and family and everything else and it it. Um, presented itself in the way her voice worked. So your voice, like I said before, is so connected to your sense of self and your emotional state. I mean, we all know if you've gotten up to speak in front of a crowd at a wedding or something like that and you're emotional, how difficult that Mm. can be. I get a lump in my throat every time I go to my kids' assembly and they sing Advanced Australia (laughs) Fair. I can't sing it. I get that like emotional lump. So, you know, being aware of that too, like if you've always struggled to find that voice, maybe... Maybe have a think about what else is going on, mm, you that's know? That's good. It's good advice. Mm. Thank you, Cecilia. Oh, wow. For sharing with us today like your secrets. Zoo. 
Totally. Mm. We've loved um, bringing, actually, this is number 26 How episodes. How about that? Can you believe that? Yeah. That is a season that is of the one- Wellness Collective. Mm-hmm. And we are so proud of all the people uh, who have come and joined us. And yes. we have learned so much throughout this season. And it's been so wonderful to be on this uh, journey. The good news is... We'll be back with mm-hmm. another season, but we do still need everybody to jump on board and yep. listen, download, rate, because yes, yes. that helps us to keep on doing this. I'm fairly sure if no one's listening, they're not going to let us keep doing this. You know what, too? I think a few episodes ago, we might have said we were going to read out our favourite ones. So, oh. uh, so first episode of season two, we are going to do right. a big shout out to the people. We have to, yes. Who? Our favourite <laughs> our favorite comments of season one. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's do that. And, of course, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to natkringudis.com and I've got a website now. Oh, Cecilia, <laughs> you're breaking my heart. CeciliaRamsdaleVoice.com. Excellent. How about that? There you go. Go and annoy her. <laughs> Ties in with the theme too, doesn't it? You can send me an email. <laughs> Absolutely. You can have like, a look. Bye, Cecilia. Love your voice. <sighs> okay, bye. Maybe. All right. Hey, um, until next time, until the next season, season. Mm-hmm. we hope you are feeling a little happier. Healthier. And better. Yes. 